0: Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show This is your host Danny Coming to you with another uplifting message Of hope and inspiration Boy do I got a good one for you today God has given me a word to talk about In this season In this season Of Christmas I'm going to talk about Advent And I'm going to tell you the title of the message Here comes the Savior The whole reason That We celebrate the season. It's the birth of Emmanuel, the Messiah, the anointed one, the Prince of Peace. I don't know what you're struggling with and whatever the issue is, I wanna let you know that you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God loves you with an everlasting love. I don't care what the people say I don't care what the enemy is telling you, you are loved by God. God loves you so much that this season, that we celebrate, we're gonna celebrate the birth and the life of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want y'all to get excited and get happy because I believe in miracles. I believe things will happen in this season, that shouldn't happen. I understand right now we're living in a pandemic. They're saying 3,000 people dying a day. And just think like this. See, we're only thinking about the COVID deaths. We ain't thinking about the person who died in a car accident, the person who died in a house fire, the person who got shot and killed. Or the people just have had natural causes. So the numbers can be extremely even higher if we count down. But I want to let y'all know, I don't want you to be depressed. That God is in control of everything. Whether it appears good or whether it appears bad, God is in control. Don't ever lose sight that God has authority over everything, every living thing. Even the rocks will cry out for God. So I want you to get excited. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. Here comes the Savior. And, and, you know, I want to explain Advent so that, you know, some people just don't know what it is. And this is an opportunity to just to share and talk about this thing because I'm believing that God is going to do something great for somebody within this season. And, you know, if we're going to, you know, before we start, you know, I'm let you know I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible today. I want you to know that. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible today. And i am be talking about Advent. I'm gonna talk about Christmas and the coming of the Messiah. The one who paid the price, paid the ultimate price with his life for me. Even before I was born, he cared enough about me to think about me Glory, glory to God and his son. Boy, I hope that y'all are excited because I'm so excited right now because I'm just excited because I'm getting ready to talk about him. Do I not feel like talk about him? And share him with you. Oh, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to be able to share God with you and tell you about him. I truly believe everything that comes out my mouth. That whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. I don't care what you're struggling with. You can talk to Him. You can talk to Him, and you can trust Him to help you through it. The Bible says, "A just man falls seven times and rises back up again." Remember, you don't have to stay there. Even if people keep you there, you don't have to stay there. Because a just man falls seven times, and he's able to get back up. You don't have to stay in a fallen state. You don't have to stay there. You can change. Believe in the power of change, because when you think about the power of change, let me tell you some people who changed in the Bible. When you think about Saul, known as Paul, he was trying to kill the early church, but he changed. He was, he was converted. He saw God one way, but then Jesus met him on the road and showed him the right way. Jesus told him who he was, so he wasn't confused. And I believe and I hope that God gives every man and woman the revelation of who he is. Even in the midst of their heartache and pain. See, sometimes you can hurt so bad inside, you know, that you might reach for a cigarette. You might reach for some beer might reach for whatever understand this god is greater than them substance. trust me i know god is greater than them substance. you don't need that and I, I, i'm going to share a brief testimony which then i'm going to pray then we're going to get into this i used to smoke i smoked because one thing i didn't have no faith in god so i'm you know i'm Put it out there. I'm laying out that I ain't gonna lie to you, because I want you to. I want you to know me, because I want you to know me. And so I struggled with it. In other words, I was smoking two packs a day. You know, uh, not because you know it was something. It wasn't meant to relax me, because it didn't relax me. Because it became a chain thing. But let me tell you something about this Jesus that I'm getting ready to talk to you about. He can deliver you based upon the word of god guess what i had a desire that i wanted to quit i wanted to quit but i couldn't do it on my own i had no ability of my own to do it and this is a this this is a factual thing that happened to me i don't know if you believe in the power of the holy spirit or the power of god but i got a testimony and i'm gonna testify about god and the power of god i'm gonna tell you what god did for me in those circumstances with that I was in a bad situation. Everything in my world had collapsed at this time. But instead of running away, I ran to God. Now, a call is a personal thing that a person had. I believe that I had a personal call from God 2001 on Christmas morning. I heard a voice that said, get up. It's your hour and time. Go read Mark chapter three. And I did. At this time, I was smoking cigarettes, but God can change you where you're at. In other words, and so what happened, this is 2001, January 2002, I have a friend, close friend, Charles Boyce, man after God's own heart, man that I love, prayer warrior. He invited me to, to go to his church, to visit his church, and I did. But one day, I went to a Bible study, and the man of God prayed over me. This is January 2002. I remember getting in my vehicle, going home. I took my cigarettes, balled them up, threw them out, and I never smoked, never had a desire ever to smoke again. I was delivered because I I couldn't do it on my own. God stepped in and helped me. So I want you to know that if you're going through something, God can step in and help you. I want you to know that, uh, that God can step in and help you in your circumstance. I just want to let you know that God has a plan. I want you to know God has a plan. God has a plan. God has a plan for you, even if you feel that he don't. But now, that was my testimony that I want to share with you, but now let's pray. Then get into this, this lesson. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for who you are. I thank you, God, that you give us life, that you give us choices, that you give us free will to make decisions. But father right now in this season father i pray for the parents who can't back to kids anything for christmas because we celebrate our christmas where we give to one another i pray for the people who can't pay their rent i pray for the homeless i pray father for the widows the orphans i pray for people incarcerated god i pray that you bless them i pray that you lift them up father from their circumstances father and all the people who's so bogged down because of wearing face masks, Father, that you would help them, protect them, Father, that you would meet them in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. I want y'all to get ready. Remember, I've been reading for the New American Standard Bible. I'm going to be looking at Luke chapter 1, and we're going to talk about that event because I want y'all to know what, that's, what this is. So because at the end of the day, I believe that uh, the way that we overcome it's about knowing Christ, knowing who our Savior is. we got to know what he did. The celebration of event is possible only to those who are troubled and soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. It's a celebration of event. We're talking about, We're talking about the Savior. I want you to know this god of hope i look to you with open heart and yearning spirit during this event season i will keep alert awake and listen for your words and keep to your precepts my hope is in you see this whole event thing is about you and your dedication and your commitment to just trusting god in the midst of your circumstances where they don't balk you down and beat you down and have you so oppressed don't let the enemy make you forget what this season is about it's about Christ for many Christians, I'm familiar with this with the lugaric year there may be some confused surrounding the meaning of Advent season some people may know that Advent season is focused on, on the expectation and thinking that it serves as an anticipation of Christ's birth in the season leading up to Christmas this is part of the story but there's much more to advent the word advent is derived from the latin word adventus meaning coming which is translated in the greek as parousia scholars believe that during the 4th and 5th century in spain and gaul advent was a season of preparation for the baptism of new christians at the january feast the celebration of god's incarnation represented by the visit of the Magi to the baby jesus In matthew it talks about how they came to that they followed the stars and they followed christ you can find this out if you want to read it you can go to matthew chapter 2 verse 1 and you'll see his baptism in the jordan by john You can find this in John chapter one, verse 29. And you know, the first miracle that Jesus did at Canaan is found in John chapter two. During this season of preparation, this is what Christians are doing around the world. So I want you to notice what Christians are doing around the world. During this season of preparations, Christians will spend 40 days in penance, praying and fasting to prepare for the celebration originally there was a little connection between advent and christmas and i'm going to talk about it so you'll know because uh if you you know i want you to know this now this was going on now by the sixth century however roman christians had tied advent to the coming of christ but the coming they had in mind was not christ's first coming in the manger in bethlehem but his second coming in the clouds as the judge of the world, it was not until the Middle Ages that the event season was explicitly linked to Christians' first coming at Christ, Christmas. So I want you to know that this thing that we're getting ready to get in uh, is, you know, powerful But here comes to save. I want you to get happy. I want you to get happy. I want you to get happy because god god has something in store for all the downtrodden for all the people who don't know what to do and what to do so now let's say now in today's i want you to know how the event season was supposed to unfold today the season event lasts for four sundays leading up to christmas at this time the new christian year begins with 12-day celebration of the Christmas task which lasts from Christmas Eve until January 6th. Event begins on Sunday that fall between November the 27th and December the 3rd each year. Event begins this year on Sunday the 29th and it ends on Thursday, December the 24th. So I just want you to know that. But now we finished to dive into this this thing then I'm about to get I'm just to to go there so I want y'all to be ready for me I want you to be ready for me because I'm going to talk I'm going to talk about the talk about the Savior the one who did it and what we're going to be doing like I said I'm reading from New American Standard Bible looking at Luke chapter one I'm talking about you know I'm quite sure this this is going to lead up to me going to chapter two because in the in the first chapter we're going we're going to find out some things I want you to see the power, the wonderful working of God, the God of creation, the creator knows what he's doing okay let's go, in the introduction Luke chapter 1 verse 1 in as much as many had undertaken to compile an account of things accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the word have handled them down to us. It seemed fitting for me as well, having investigated everything carefully from the beginning to write out for you in consecutive order, most excellent Theopolis, so that you might know exactly the truth about the things you have been taught. Luke was a physician. He wrote the book of Luke and he's letting Theopolis know, hey man, I'm just to break it down to you because I want you to know the truth about this. Get excited. In verse five, in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, there was a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife, the daughter of Aaron, her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blameless in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. They were both advanced in years. Now it came about when he was performing his priestly service before God in the appointed order of his division. According to the customs of the priestly office, he was chosen by Lot to enter the temple of the Lord to burn incense. Understand this. I want you to see him and his wife were blameless. They served the Lord. See, sometimes you think that when you serve God that you just don't get anything, that God has forgotten about you, that you are cast off. Let me tell you something. That's not true. That's not what the word says. The word says in Psalms 84, 11, no good thing but what the whole from them who walk upright with me. Understand this. God said in his word what he would do. Trust him at his word. His word is his. It's, just, it's him. In other words, that's what the word is living. It's him. In other words, because he's saying, hey, this is me. In other words, I stand by this, you know a lot of times some people don't believe that the bible was read i believe the bible's been rewritten over by man to make it say what it said but i believe the word i believe that is where it is because god said in revelation if anybody tampered with the word that he would deal with them so i put all my faith in god not in man i'm not going to let nobody confuse me about my relationship with my god at the end of the day thank you jesus i love you so i want you to understand now see now something's getting to happen for this man that he never thought have you, have you have you been in a situation where you feel like man this ain't gonna turn around man you know hey god we love you we've been praying for you we've been believing you but you know hey god i know that you know you didn't want me to have a child so i understand that but i serve you anyway because i know that you are real i know that you care about me i know that you love me so this is how zacharias feel in other words because yes guess, guess what in this you're going to see the wonderful working miracle power of god And so you're going to see it. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. So we're going to go back. We're going to go back to this. It says, and the whole multitude of people were praying outside at the hour of incense offerings. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, stand to the right of the altar. This is what it said. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. You don't always think about the right. When it talks about that, you know, because it said Jesus is the right hand of God. In other words, what, you know, that, you know, that's symbolic, a place of authority, a place of where, hey, this is where you're about to be met by God. In other words, so understand this, it's symbolic. So I want you to understand this. The right, that's a whole nother sermon, but, uh, but we're going to talk about it. It says that the angel was standing at the right side of the incense. It, it, I'm going to tell you like this now, you know. If you see an angel and you don't get troubled, then you know, then you're you bad boy. Because guess what? If I see something that shouldn't be there, it's going it's, it's to make me puzzled. So at the end of the day, and this will happen. And this is, this is in verse 12. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear gripped him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your petition had been heard, and your wife Elizabeth would bear a and you would give him the name John. Could you imagine that? You've been praying and you've been believing for something. Did God send an angel? Not just any angel. I can In other words, he's the messenger God. When he come, he come. He, he, he come drop some info. In other words, get you, that girl show up in your house. You know, hey, you bought the In other words, you are about to get some factual facts. And this is how you know that this man and his wife wanted a child. It said that his petition and he would have a son and he would name him John. Now, sometimes, you know, I don't want you to get mad with Zachariah because he said, man, God spoke to him. Why did he doubt it? In other words, because guess what? He'd been in that season for a very long time. In other words, believing God, that God one day would bless him and his wife to have a child. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you and you're not alone. I want you to know that. So he's been in a situation for a long time. He's been dealing, you know, had forgotten about it. You know, one of the things that he had to do, really, the angel's telling him, you need to go home and have sex with your wife. And so, because, I just blunt, you know, I know you say Danny blunt. Yeah, I want you to know. But the angel's telling him, hey, go home and have sex with your wife. Bottom line, to the, to the point, in other words. The same thing happened with Abraham and Sarah. You know, In other words, when God finally answered his prayer, very simple, he had to have faith to believe to have sex with his wife, that it would produce a seed. And so let's go to verse 14. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in sight of the Lord he will drink no wine or liquor and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb and he will turn back many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God and it is he who will go as the forerunner before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous and so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord and Zacharias said to the angel how shall I know this for certain for I am an old man and my wife is advancing years see that's doubt let me tell you something even if God tells you something, and it seems so far-fetched, because what He's doing, He's thinking about not now. God's gonna give me a child now, man. I'm I'm up in age, man. I can't do that. In other words, my wife is advanced. In other words, so this meant that somewhere, that you know, that's you know, that sexual part of relationship wasn't there. Because guess what? If an angel comes to me and say, "Hey, you can go home." You're going to have a son next year. The first thing I'm thinking about, like, hey, let me get some flowers. Let me get ready because this means God is getting ready to let me love my wife. See, you, you got you know, you to think ahead. You got you to see the vision before you can see what God is trying to do. So God, God has a plan in this. But guess what? He ain't going to let Zachariah mess it up because he's going to mess it up. And so this is what happened. And Zechariah said to the angel, how should I know this for certain? I'm an old man and my wife is advanced in years and the angel answered and said to him I am Gabrielle who stands in the presence of God I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news you've been praying about it man God told me hey go down there and talk to him tell him about who this child going to be tell him his name tell him how he's going to live tell him beforehand.'" You know, and so you know He didn't recognize the good news So I, I won't let you know If God is speaking to you Recognize the good news Rejoice Because God is getting ready To do something for you That you can't do for yourself Okay Now see now I'm going to tell you like this What doubt does And what unbelief does This This Gabriel ain't going to let it happen There's no way Is he going to let it happen He's not going to let doubt creep in because he had good news. I want y'all to have good news this season. Remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. God loves you. I love you. If you have any prayer requests, please send them in so I can pray with you and stand in agreement with you because I believe God wants to do something for you. And this is, this is verse 20, so I want, you, I, want you, I want you to follow me because we're going get, to we, we get into the meat of the grit. Remember the title of the message? Here comes the Savior part one, okay and behold you should be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place because you did not believe my words which should be fulfilled in the proper time see I I want you to catch what Gabrielle said So sometimes we be wanting things to happen so fast but there's a proper time even though You in this circumstance, you in this situation for so long, you're so beat down, you can't handle it, you can't take it. Trust in God. Now I've been there. I've been there. So I wanna let you know that, so you gotta trust God when these things happen. And so, this is what it says in verse 20 again. And behold, you should be silent and unable to speak until the days when these things take place. Because you did not believe my words, which should be spoken and be fulfilled in a proper time. And the people were waiting for sacrifice. They're like, where he at, man? He should have been out. <laughs> they don't know what's going on, but God is having a moment. He got just hang down here telling tell this man, hey, your prayer has been answered. So get excited when God gets ready to answer your prayer. So I want you to be excited because I'm believing that God is going to answer somebody prayer tonight. Okay. And the people waited for Zechariah and they were wondering at his de- delay in the temple. But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple and kept making signs to them, remaining mute. Could you imagine that? They can't even mute. He can't even say nothing come out of his mouth because doubt ain't going to destroy what God has spoken. Because it's God taking the impossible, making the impossible possible. Do you understand what that means? God is going to take the impossible and make it possible. This is what God is getting ready to do. He's getting ready to take the impossible and make the possible possible. Understand this. I want you to see it. But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple and kept making signs to them and remaining mute. And it came about when the days of the priestly service were ended that he went back home. And after these days, Elizabeth's wife became pregnant and she kept herself in seclusion. For five months, saying, This is the way of the Lord. He has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me and to take away my disgrace among men. Now, this is a godly couple. This is a godly woman who loves God and fears God. But in those days, to be barren and not have children meant that you were cursed. So when she says this, In verse 25, this is the way the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me and to take away my disgrace among men. This is what God did. Glorify God when he shows up. Give him his glory, give him his credit. Do not keep what's due to God away from him. Magnify him because he has a plan. So I'm just excited because, you know, it said that she had to hide from man, must exclude. She didn't want to let none come, no, let nobody know. But can I tell you something? We have a friend in Jesus. <laughs> I want you to know, we have a friend in Jesus. Now let's go to verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, same person went to go see Zach around. He shows up at somebody else's house. And this is, now he really fits to go off. He's he about to say something that, that's, you know, hey, all Zachary had to do go home and have sex. But what he can't really tell this girl, it ain't going to involve nobody. It ain't going to involve nobody. Now in the six months, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of David. And the virgin name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, hell, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this statement and kept pondering, what kind of salutation this might be? And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Let me tell you something about that word favor. When God shows you favor, It's not fair. Because some people look at you and say, Me? Why did it happen for him? Why did it happen for her? Because God, God decided to do something. God desired to do something. Lord, have mercy. If you can catch that and get yourself excited and look upon God, you, you know, I want to tell you, I'm in a season of praying. I'm trying to talk to God as much as I can talk to God. In other words, That's when I'm laying down. That's when I'm up. In other words, I'm talking to God. I'm telling God how I feel. God, this is how I feel about my life. This is how I feel about my world. God, this is what I'm doing. I'm talking to God. I'm talking to God. It says, a man ought to pray and not faint. And guess what? I'm not fainting in this season. So I want y'all to get excited. Let's go back to that. Verse 30. And the angel said to her, be Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you should name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I am a virgin. See, she didn't. You know, she. Her question was, "Hey, I ain't never had sex." So uh, I hear what you're saying, but how's this gonna happen? And then here comes the miracle, wonderful power working of God in the midst of this thing right here, because you, because what is getting ready to be said is going to be something so miraculous that is nothing like this. We're about to see a woman be conceived a perfect child without human blood, with God's DNA. In other words, undefiled. Understand this too. Do you know what's getting ready to happen? Hell don't even know what's getting ready to happen. And let me tell you why. This thing that's getting ready to happen It's going to change the whole landscape of everything. This is going to change the whole landscape of fallen man. Nothing will ever be the same. Because once he comes, we're going to be redeemed. We're going to be brought back. What was taken from us is going to be given back. It's the biggest redemption. You thought when God brought the children of Israel, Out of Egypt was big. This is God. Could you imagine how many people that are saved today because of Jesus went to the cross? Don't look at it, as insignificant. It's mighty and powerful. I want you to understand it. It's mighty and powerful. In verse 34. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For this reason, the Holy offspring should be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. In her old age. And she. Who was called barren. Is now in her sixth month. You think. He dropping some stuff. He's saying hey. Even Elizabeth is pregnant. But this birth. That you're going to have. Is going to be called. The son of God. Understand this. Mary can have been no more than 14 years old. When this happened. So guess what all this stuff is just. It's it's, it's over my head. Could you imagine, huh? So at the end of the day, you know, these wonderful things that God has said and God is getting ready to use her for. Do you understand? And and when you see it, I want you to understand what's getting ready to go. Understand this, this is bigger than the flood of Noah. Because this is going to terrorize It's going to end up defeating Satan. Satan thought the flood was big. Could you imagine when it it rained on earth for the first time and everything was wiped out and Satan realized that it wasn't nobody else to control? You don't understand. When I talk about Pentecost, we're going to find about Pentecost. That's another day to scare the dope. So I want you to understand that. And so here we go. Now, at the time, Mary aroused and went with haste to the hill country, to the city of Judah, and into the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And it came about that when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, blessed among women are you. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how it happened to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ear, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believes that there there would be a fulfillment in what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Did you hear that? Elizabeth testified, gave her testimony about what was going on. And she said, because she believed in the word that it was going to happen, she's saying that, hey, this is my say. Just understand like this. These are babies that they, you know, they're going to have. In other words, the baby inside her, John recognized Christ inside his mother's womb. This is, a, this. A, hey, this is a moment I'm talking about. You know, you got it. When you look at Luke chapter 1, you need to take time just to read it, because you, you, you'll see all these fascinating things. This is the miracle, wonderful, we're working full power of an impossible God doing things in the possible. God can take the impossible and make it possible. With man, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Now, let's roll into verse 46. And Mary said, My soul exalt the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he have regard for the humble state of his bond slavery for behold for this time on all generations would count me blessed for the mighty one has done great things and the, and holy is his name and his mercy is upon generation after generation these women testifying they praising God See, they, they, they giving God the glory give God his glory give God his due recognize him shout his name out Hallelujah, praise your Lord. Let him know that you love him, okay? Towards those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who were proud in thought of their hearts. He has brought down the rulers from their thrones and he exalted those who were humble. He has fulfilled the hunger with good things. He has sent away the rich empty handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of him. It's his mercy. He spoke to our hearts, to Abraham, his offspring forever. And Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned to her home. Do you know what they did for them three months? They were shouting, celebrating, they were praising God, they were giving God the glory. They were magnifying God. And so they stayed together three months, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In other words, just encouraging one another because what's getting ready to happen is, you know, the the thing with this is they're getting ready to set the way for men to be redeemed. Now the time has come for Elizabeth to give birth and she brought forth and her neighbors and her relatives had heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy towards her and they were rejoicing with her. And it came about that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they were going to call him Zachariah, after his father. And his mother answered, said, no, indeed. But he should be called John. And they said to her, there is no one among your relatives who is called by the name. And they made a sign to his father. And to what? he wanted him called. And he asked for a tablet and he wrote as father his name is John. And they were all astonished. Remember like this, he was deaf and mute. He couldn't even hear what she was saying in other words. So she was in other words, she said John, he come back and say John. So this is why they mystified. And they said there was no one named John because guess what? John is the forerunner. He's going to lay the foundation for brother. For the Savior to come. Here comes Savior. That's the title of the message. Whatever's on your heart of mind, remember it's on God's heart of man. God loves you. You're not alone. Okay. It be, he began to speak in praise of God. And fear came on all those living around them. And all these minds were being talked about. In all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them kept them in mind saying, what? then will this child turn out to be for the hand of the lord was certainly with him Woo-wee. you talking about power joy is getting ready to come and let me tell you something zachariah couldn't talk but he was ready to talk because he had a whole bunch to say because now he's finished to do what he should have did when gabriel met him at the temple standing at the right side of the altar now he's finished to he's to, he's finished to, to go off and I want you to listen to this because I want you to see when God fulfills and answer your prayers. This is what happened. Because now he's supposed to testify because God has put all this in him. And, you know, when, you know, all these testimonies you hear because the Holy Spirit is working in them. God is bringing some things out. And I want you to get excited because I'm excited. And this is what I want you to get excited about. And his father, Zachariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Bless it. Be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. And he raised up the horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant, as he has spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from old salvation from our enemies and from the hands of all who hate us to show mercy towards our father. And to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham, our father, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hands of our enemy, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give his people knowledge of salvation, by the forgiveness of sins, because of the tender mercies of our God, with which the sunrise from on high should visit us, to shine upon those who sit in darkness, and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And this child continued to grow and become strong in the spirit. He lived in a desert until the days of his public appearance. Let me tell you something. God got a plan. Remember, here come the Savior. Now, we didn't even get to Jesus yet, but I want to let you know, for the sake of time, I'm going to end right here. Then we'll come back tomorrow with part two. We're going to talk about. Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. We're going we to roll into this. We're going to talk about here come the Savior. But let's close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for your word, Father. I glorify and magnify you. Father, I ask you that you would bless your people today. Father, I hope this word is an encouragement, Father. I hope that they would realize in this season that this is a season of miracles, and here come the Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you that I love you. I thank you for listening to the show. I pray that God will bless you and give you the desires of your heart. And I'll be talking to you soon. Love you, bye.